Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code Greg88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code Greg88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Welcome, welcome once again, everybody, to Oh, a Sopranos podcast. As always, my name is Joe Spellman, and this is David Fiedernick, and this is Paul Gullius. And we're talking season three, episode three, Fortunate Son, with our good buddy here, actor, comedian, <laughs> chef, Mike. <laughs> oh, Gil, baby. Yes, Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Mike. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, it's lovely to have you here. Thanks for being on it. And real fast, who, what is the... Um, <laughs> cameo celebrity cameo in this episode oh you yes. know mike uh it's the guy from mad tv he is stuart what <laughs> what the guy, the guy plays stuart i don't know i don't know maybe i don't know that's not what i was is thinking it, isn't he i thought i thought he's like uh helping move svetlana out of uh Tony's mom. Oh, oh, oh. I know that guy. That guy is no, no. The guy who played Stewart is in an episode. He is. Like, is that not him there? Yeah, but not that's this. Not, episode. That's not him. Uh, not a Mad think, TV think, crossover. Think, think, uh, like TMZ esque. Somebody probably, you wouldn't. I wouldn't normally recognize him. I don't TMZ, think but pink. Have, Oh, at the pink concert? Like, no, wait, no. At the, at, concert, Jewel, Jewel at the concert. Yeah. Who's... At the, he's the one with the money who's like, you know who you're robbing? Like, this is oh, a Oh, who is that? 
Perez Hilton? Yep. Yes. Oh, you got it. Yeah, you it got it. Is, is it really go. Perez Hilton? Yeah, yes. It is. Yeah. Wow. How did that? How did he pretty, get that? That's pretty, uh, his <laughs> agent. His agent submitted him probably, and he. Oh uh, man. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, I'd rather try to ruin people's lives instead of this. This sucks." He's like, I can yeah, make way more money ruining celebrities' lives." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why don't we get like eight hundred bucks for a, a little co-star? I want to ruin some lives. Yeah. Uh, all this That's waiting not... around on set sucks. I'd rather be in my little hole all day and fucking <laughs> drag people who I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, is he even is, is he even relevant? Do people still like go to PerezHilton.com for I their celebrity news? I think he does sell something. I don't know what he is does. Is there any gossip? I, I don't know if celebrity has much pull anymore in this uh, post-apocalyptic world. Nobody yeah, cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, at There's least the gossip, people who matter like, don't care. Yeah, yeah. There's no more gossip. No, it's all done. Yeah, we're the, uh, forever. I, 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 the most strike, of course, you guys have probably talked about the Lin Manuel Miranda cameo. Uh, well, yeah, several well, times. We, yeah, we, we yeah. quote him all the time. Yeah, we haven't gotten to that episode yet, but we, we've. I, I believe. I'm sure we mentioned it. I mean, that's still like my favorite line delivery ever. Is when Tony, like, asks him, like, "Oh, we thought this was the." hotel with the you know from whatever and and uh Lynn was like i think i don't know and then tony goes fucking guy yeah fucking guy <laughs> that's the best it's, you can use that so often in your day-to-day life just fucking, yes. guy. fucking, guy. fucking guy um yeah you, like lynn in that episode that moment reminds me of like the old david letterman like dumb guy where you'd be like <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah yeah great was, use of what, his talents was, yeah great yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, do you, let's let's uh, let's dive into the the app here. Fortune yeah. of Sun season three, episode three, originally aired March eleventh, two thousand one. You have any idea what you were doing March eleventh, two thousand one? Yeah, March eleventh, two thousand one. Yeah. Well, that was a that was a Sunday. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. Oh wow! From memory, wow. Um, what was I doing? Uh, I was I was in my freshman year of. Uh, so, I, Spellman, uh, Spellman is actually trying to think about what he was doing that day. Yeah, He's actually trying to figure that out. Probably, <laughs> uh, probably going to class. Ooh, good. Oh, one. cool. What nice. a good story <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay, so let's, so let's let's, let's, let's give our, our viewers our, our, the rundown, a little refresher in case you haven't seen it in twenty years. Uh, this is the episode where Chris finally gets made, uh, but he gets off to a little bit of a rocky start. Uh, we have a potential said, new meet source. Meet me at Models in half an hour. <laughs> We'll get to Models. Uh, a potential new source of Tony's panic attacks is revealed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and AJ begins his uh, his his football career, which doesn't doesn't go on too long. But um, but yeah, first of all, besides the Perez Hilton stuff, can you guys name the three characters who make their first appearances in this episode? There's oh, three: Benny wow. Fazio. Benny Fazio is one, played uh, by Max Casella, Doogie Howser uh, alum. Carmine? Oh, is that his first? This is his first episode? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the with the pizza joint and everything. Yep, yep, wow. yep. Uh, we got two more. Armin? Dino Zarelli? No, not nope. Carmine. <laughs> oh, may, it might have been Dino. No, Dino. Uh, I don't know. It might have been Dino. Carmine Senior. Carmine Senior. Eugene. Have we seen Eugene? Have we seen Eugene? Eugene? Yeah. You guys got it. You guys. Got Wait, it. who's Eugene? He, Eugene get, is, he gets. Uh, he's the guy that eventually hangs himself uh, in right. in season six. Members only. Oh yeah. Okay. So he gets. Right. He's getting made with Chris. Yeah, the two He's like are in the same class. Right, 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 exactly. Yeah, the class of two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yeah, <laughs> made man. Uh, Robert, played by Robert Funaro, who was like a childhood friend of James Gandolfini. 
Oh, really? Who, oh. Who, I, who I just found out was originally, he was actually cast as Ralphie. What? Really? Really? And then, and then David Chase was like, uh, not a good fit. And then they kept him on as like Eugene. And then ultimately, like, you know, he gets to prove his acting chops like oh, yeah. later on in the yeah. season stuff. Yeah. But he's, you know. he's his character is such a come from out of nowhere dramatic arc towards the end there, which is it's yeah. so wonderful. It's yeah. just absolutely wonderful. Yeah. I'm very glad that they they gave like Robert Funaro an episode to sort of send him off because I think he is a good actor. Uh, and I he did. didn't have a ton to do for the bulk of the series, but oh, uh, he and also when Joey Pants bottle, comes in, uh, smashes a bottle on um, little Paulie's head. And <laughs> I mean, this, great. Is, this is true. This, this is, is true. What'd you well, say? Yeah, well, <laughs> this is his uh, his first step. So this ep, appropriately titled "Fortunate Son," we we focus on a lot of uh, uh, characters who are who are sons in name or in actuality. Uh, Chris, AJ, Jackie. Uh, and Tony are our fortunate, or I guess some would, would say unfortunate sons. Uh, it starts out with Chris getting the call to dress sharp, meet Polly at Models because he's getting made. Do you guys remember Models? Gotta go to Mo's. Dude, I love gotta, gotta go, go, go to Mo's. I kind of yeah. miss like a time in my life when I would go buy like a Yankees like shirtsy at Models. Dude, like, wasn't there was, like, wasn't wasn't there wasn't there one on um in like Herald Square like Thirty uh, Fourth Street? Well, I would go the one on like 87th and 2nd or 3rd on 3rd on the Upper East Side. Yeah, but, I would go to one. There was one near Macy's, I think, on 34th Street, like in Herald Square that I would uh, go to all nice. the time. Cool. What happened to Models? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's gone, That's right? That's where you guys got all your sports, I think it might be sports gone, wear yeah. 20 years ago. I, I was just going oh, through yeah. like old college shit. Um, I was back home and uh, I definitely still had my uh, Models card in my like pile of shit. You know, I great, love yeah, this Gotta is, this go is... to Moe's. Gotta go to Moe's. Yeah, we know it. Uh, yeah, but but great, so we get, great we... for our listeners. Great for our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you've all, all skipped ahead at stuff. least 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a medium box store, Models. <laughs> it was like yeah. not a big box store, but not a boutique. Right. <laughs> That's a great way to describe yeah. it. Um, but so this is our first glimpse at uh, a making ceremony in The, in right. the Sopranos. And... Uh, also, first, I, b- before we get there, you notice how uh, Adriana uh, is, like, uh, all nervous for him, and uh, Christopher's like, hey, you watch too many movies, like, Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. Which he they is both in. Which, he, which he's actually in. Right, yeah, he, yeah. He's right. in Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, I yeah, think. He's the shine, shine box kid. Right. Totally. Yeah. I think I think what they're both uh, remembering there is uh, – is Tommy DeVito getting whacked when he when he when was he's supposed, supposed to, be to yeah made, in yeah. Goodfellas right right yeah and then Tony references it too yeah yeah yeah, they yeah. Were, um, yeah. you watch too many movies right you were sitting on one ass cheek the entire ride over <laughs> yeah <laughs> great delivery uh, really well done by yeah. Steve Vance out there but so like how did you guys like imagine like making ceremonies before you saw this and, and did this live up to it. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I envisioned one. I didn't really, really yeah. like, I didn't know there was like an because actual Because this looks ceremony. like pretty like, like, like low budge. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's very some, like dreary and it's like, a basement someone's somewhere, basement. right? Yeah yeah. 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 Is it, is it the basement of uh, the house that in season six, when they're on the land, they're trying to like, they have to go to the safe house. Oh, you no, know what? Is that the same house? Is it the same house? I never made that connection question? and they probably didn't know it as they wrote it, but I, th- but I like that. 
I, I think yeah. that would make sense. sense. That yeah. would make sense. I just there's something so interesting about how many of the locations end up being old, sad houses from the generation before. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very you know part of the the theme of. Just I think like, that says a little something. Yeah. Yeah, the things that were handed from uh, the the past. Right. Yeah. Uh, yep. But yeah, I, I never pictured like a making ceremony. If if anything, you I thought they did a nice job of like, okay, in real life, it's not going to be well lit. Like they did a, they did a nice <laughs> job of being like, there's not yeah. it's not like it's bringing in like Fresnel lights. It's very dark. Or like a nice LED light system or anything. <laughs> it's just going to be like turning a couple bulbs. It's like really shittily lit. Well, we have Bacala like fidgeting with the the like light. He's like yeah, immediately yeah. gets roasted. Figure it out. Like <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and then of course we see like the, I don't know what kind, I guess it was like a raven or a crow or some sort of blackbird in the, in it's the window. Three-eyed raven. Three-eyed three yeah. raven, little crossover yep. with Game of Thrones. Uh, but do, do you guys, why do you guys think they threw in this, this strange bird looking over the making ceremony? Was it pure like foreshadowing or, or are they playing into something else here with this episode? Um, I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, because I mean, obviously, I mean, both with, like, Chris cat, and like... and Eugene suffer like terrible fates, right? Right. <laughs> Chris right, is ultimately right. murdered by Tony, and Eugene hangs himself. Right. But they probably didn't know that when they were writing this. So I'm just wondering, like, am I missing? Like, what is what is like the the well the writing rest... device that they're they're using here by throwing the bird in the window, like for this episode? It's well, the, the point the point of the episode is like like you said like these are unfortunate sons mm-hmm. and the rest of the episode Christopher is like completely behind like right. like he and he and he like he says like he points out the bird like was fucking cursing him right you know so I don't think I I I, don't, I wouldn't read too deep into it yeah unless it's an homage to something that we don't realize but it it just Entirely feels possible. like. And like throughout the series, there's like all that shit. Like like when like when he dies, like Paulie thinking he's the cat and all that shit. You know, a lot of superstition right. built yeah. into like the DNA of the show for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, I mean, the, the the act itself that they're doing is a very superstitious act. They're burning the the prayer card. They're uh, uh, joining like a family that's like a created family. They're 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 making a vow. All those things are like in essence very magical thinking, very superstitious. Yep. Uh, and uh, you know and. I know that this this came out four years or five years before The Departed, but it does remind me of the very end of The Departed where like a rat, a rat comes in and just kind of like looks, <laughs> even though that was more of it looking at the audience than actually looking at one of the characters. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, breaking the fourth wall. But, and I wonder if like Christopher had, you know, like just with Adriana, she was like nervous about like what you're doing. This is like, you know, they, they obviously good, good fellows was on their mind, uh, uh, but you know, they also were nervous in their gut because, like, he's joining the fucking mafia. Yeah, like, right, it's right. like, it's okay to be nervous. This is like a correct time to be nervous, and he probably is nervous too. So it's like you start looking for these these signs to to you know, oh oh, I, I'm not nervous because I'm joining the mafia. I'm nervous because this fucking bird was staring at me. You know, <laughs> right, like, yeah. right. Yeah. I was I was paying like particular attention to like the whole process of it, like the burning of the card and the picking of the, uh, the pinprick on the finger and this and that, because later like, um, uh, Phil Leotardo is like, Oh, they're making yes. ceremonies all fucked up over there. There's no gun and sword on the table or this and that. He's like, it either means something or it doesn't. And it's just like, so arbitrary to me, like what the, what holds meaning within that context and what doesn't. Yeah. But, um, He's like the way they do it in Jersey. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you, uh, get, you get picked up at Models, then, uh, you know. I can't believe they pick them up at Models. You're supposed to go to Bob's. Yeah, you're supposed to, to go to Models. <laughs> Gotta go Dick's to Models. Goods. Um, um, but yeah, yeah and so, I wonder. Go ahead. If that was like, uh, if there was uh, audience complaints about, because I, I feel like they, Chase does a really nice job of sort of peppering in like the voice of the critic. You know, right. especially yeah, yeah. when it comes to like the Italian American stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was, I, I feel as though he must have heard that from people at some point where it's like, you didn't even put a sword and a gun on the table. What are you doing? That's <laughs> not yeah. real. That's I'm, just TV. Right. Well, it's the same yeah, thing I'm, as like the Don doesn't wear shorts, you know, like right. uh, or right. a lion. Well, um, that was, yeah, that was a real thing that somebody told uh, Gandolfini. Gandolfini. Yeah. yeah. Don, Don, doesn't, Don wear doesn't wear shorts. Yeah. Like, in a, yeah, yeah, an actual mob boss said that to him, like on the street. <laughs> Mm -hmm. that's great <laughs> amazing but i guess I, I guess this was all to kick off the storyline of how chris is going to have such hard uh, hard time like kicking up his minimum six g's every week for uh for paulie and which sort of kicks off the storyline of like chris versus paulie yeah. like their feud that lasts <laughs> like through the end of the series yeah uh i just want you guys have like favorite chris chris paulie moments <sighs> I mean, like oh, where I mean, they where they, they butt heads. Like obviously, Pine Barrens. I mean, obviously, is, is Pine like Barrens. But... Obviously, like when the um when they kill the fucking waiter, waiter in AC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the it like brings them closer again. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Bonding over. There's that moment where they're recounting the story. They're recounting the Pine Barren story <laughs> yeah, at, yeah. at the Bing, and that <laughs> it just like sets everything. I guess is that the final? Is that Chris's last episode? No, or that's. Were, I, no, I no, want to say that's like season five sometime. Um, and, and it like sets things off again. I thought it was such a good example. Like, and Vito's like, like, "Oh, you didn't tell me that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. tell me that." Like there are different retellings of it. Uh, right. Like they, they've they've uh, gone in different the, directions here. The the visual yeah. of like uh, Tony Sirico like like laughing and then like immediately getting stone faced and pissed off is like always gold. Yeah, <laughs> yes. always gold. Yeah, yeah. Um, just the dour, just the and like, so, sour puss. So right from there we go into like I guess it's some sort of like after party like of a making ceremony where they have like dudes from New York and stuff and this is the first time we meet great deli uh, spread a lot of like, so much eating in this episode like more oh, so man, than usual. there is so much Tony, eating there's so much Tony's, food Tony's eating like a million times he he eats like he eats at that ceremony he has two different dinners at home he eats twice at Vesuvio. He goes to Stewart's for dogs. He goes to Stewart's for the dogs. Oh like, man, Stewart's. Eating the fucking chips on the couch when he's like watching football with AJ. Just like so much fucking eating. Oh, uh, eats the gabagool like at uh, Olivia's house. Like runs in the family because because oh, I mean, yeah. Janice has like every snack imaginable to man like out on the coffee table when she's like chilling at the house. Drinking a cold forty five like in the morning. Yeah, at ten in the morning. Yes. She already had one because one is on, on the table and then she's got one in her hand. I'm like Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, Monsters. and then the whole psychological bomb of the actual, you know, uh, actual, prime rib. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like the, that's the thing that caused, not caused. We find out that it's also genetic, but like right. really got right, kicked right, off right. Tony's yeah. uh, panic attack. Oh, neat. It looks, so, it looks incredible though. Like art department, it once again just crushed uh, that roast. Uh, but Whoever also yeah, that the, roast. the the sound effect when Livia's like cutting oh, the meat cutting is the actually oh. is really gross to me. So yeah, uh, I uh, they did a nice job of taking what should be a beautiful cut of meat, and it is just like objectively beautiful, and making it make you feel sick about it because oh, it's yeah. like you're picturing it through the lens of a twelve year old kid, right? Or whatever, however totally. old he is there. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tony's um 
also in this episode uh, related to food, his uh, great fork acting. Oh yeah, <laughs> isn't this thing? Oh, with yeah, yeah Mike, this is Jackie Jr. This this is a thing on the internet, right? Isn't it on like on like Reddit <laughs> Circle Jerk Sopranos? Like, there's like yeah. a lot of scenes where like Gandolfini's like using a fork, like he's acting with the fork. It's like it's it's genius, really. It's like amazing. Yeah. I think this is the only time we actually get like the like the ding 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 ding, like him like right. trying to get somebody's attention with a fork. Like that's when, maybe a little yeah. overstepping on his part, but. Uh, but Gosh, yeah. yeah, tapping the plate with the fork <laughs> to get uh, <laughs> Jackie Jr. Oh right. my God, it's right. great. Um, but I want to go back to that uh, that after party where we first meet Carmine Sr. Because he starts talking about like, hey, there's no stigmata these days. Like he knows about like Tony's whole, yeah. he knows about Tony's mm-hmm. whole um, issue with his panic attacks, which he calls spells. Spells, spells. a little shout out for you. Yeah, um, shout out to me. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Carmine. <laughs> Thank you for saying my name. And sure. he's like, hey. <laughs> you know be a better friend to yourself which i thought was like incredibly like progressive thinking for this like artifact of a certain time do you mm-hmm. guys buy that like yeah. this sort of guy like it would actually have this this line of thinking or this attitude well you know yeah. his son his son ends up being kind of a softy ultimately yeah. Yeah, right yeah. like yeah. his yep. son carmine jr can't quite pull you know pull the trigger on the things that he needs to mm-hmm. uh in order to like you know, obviously later stop Phil Leotardo and right. and uh, keep the peace. So I guess it would kind of make sense that his father would be a little bit of like a little bit more uh, uh, open to yeah. you know human the human uh, psychological processes than right. maybe some he, of these other and guys. He, are. he even he, says he, like good spells. Uh, he also oh, like he's he also says um, you know like he, he pontificates so much like he's very intelligent Carmine Jr. but he's yes. not. Uh, clearly his father like told him like how smart he was all the time and shit, oh, you know, like, yeah, right. clearly like, like just coddled him and right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is that? At? What that? So that's a real mob guy, right? The guy who plays Carmine senior. No, Tony Lip? no he's an actor. No he's green book. A... No, he's based yeah. on, uh, on him. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Okay. So okay. he, he had some like mob, so he had ties, mob ties, yeah. Sort of. Yeah, right? but I don't think he was like in the mob. Right. But uh, he, he was, was like just a driver. Uh, he was he oh, was like he played the driver or, character. Or some, yeah, but some... he's Italian. <laughs> he used to he used to work at the Copacabana. Um or I mean yes, that's in yeah, the movie. Yeah, right. right. Um right. and uh yeah, then he drove that guy around. <laughs> um <laughs> but like made connections in Hollywood and stuff and yeah. Uh What's his name? I forget. Tony. Tony. Lip. Tony Lip. Oh yeah, Tony Lip. Tony Lip. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Perfect name for that guy. There's yeah. certain just yeah. like old school Italian guys who they were like never had an acting lesson in your life. Fine, just come in and be yourself, and it's and it yeah. worked yes. out. Does not matter. That shit. Is, that shit is almost always good. Like fucking David yeah. Simon does all that shit all the time in his shows, and it's like well, it's amazing it's, what David Simon did. I, I would creates, say David Simon creates did, the had world. more success than David Chase in that yes, field. But. Yes. But it helps create an authenticity uh, as opposed to somebody who you're like, I can hear this person coming into the room to read for this part. Right. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah. It's like uh, uh, recently, uh, like two, three years ago, the Florida Project. Did you ever yeah, see yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, they cast so a bunch good. of people out of like Orlando and mm-hmm. uh, it's wonderful. That 
if anyone so cares good. that it was robbed it should have been nominated for best picture oh i agree right? i'm still fight. fighting for that that fight but no one cares <laughs> yeah man you like, i care you might protesting that on the streets like with like black lives matter you're just like florida project needs an oscar it's so it's kind of i don't know it's kind of inappropriate well you know it gets me into the into the streets and that's the that's the first step that's the most important part and then, then I'll then like, I can you know do other other stuff. I just need to get out the street. I need to get out the door. <laughs> the Florida Project gets me out the door. Whatever motivates you. Have, you have to you have to keep explaining to people what the Florida Project is, which has to be so annoying. <laughs> They're like, had, a guy made Tangerine. <laughs> he made another film called The Florida. And you know, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> like, is it to get people out to vote in Florida? No, no, right, no. The Florida no, Project no. is where they don't allow felons to vote, right? Is that? Is that? Is that no, no. It's, no. It's, it's about a it's about a motor lodge motel, <laughs> and everyone who lives there. Can you put your mask back on, man? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking real close to me. Um, <laughs> I'm less than. I'm more than six feet. <laughs> um, but yeah. So so then. We have Tony's sort of like surrogate son here in Jackie Jr., who I believe he's he's Jackie Jr.'s godfather. I don't I don't I kind of yeah. remember him saying that, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But so he sort of like is a little bit on the hook to look out for this kid in some way. Um, but if you're so they have the sit down meeting, I think at Vesuvio's, and Tony's just like, look, you'd be a shithead to believe me that when I tell you I, I didn't whack your uncle Richie, but I didn't. If you're Jackie Jr how do you guys how would you guys have handled this moment would you have, like gone along with tony or what uh i would have punched I mean, he him doesn't at first yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was taking his fork on. and fucking tapped it in his fucking... <laughs> yeah. oh dude you're gonna do the fork tap back at tony man yeah Come on. you got a fork tap back on him yeah. it's a death you gotta fight fire with fire <laughs> do, you, do you think that Jack, I, I mean, in that situation, I don't know, because I guess he and his uncle were pretty close. At least that's what they're like. Like, right. I don't know if we ever really saw that, did we? But we're, well, we're, I think so. At the end of season little, two, we did see Jackie Jr. come around to like the final couple episodes. Okay, um, yeah. But but Richie had been in jail for how many years? Right, for most right. of Jackie's yeah. life, Jackie Jr.'s right. life. Uh, so ten years, close, right? He was away. Ten years, yeah. Yeah, that sounds so, right. Yeah, we, so and since he's, he was is that, like, that's not kid. Dan Castellana, is it? It, lo <laughs> <laughs> it looks like no, no, the guy who plays. Oh, what's yeah, his name? Yeah. What's the actor's name? David Proval. Okay, Proval. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It looks like but the guy I who plays Homer, Homer Simpson. Yeah, he does, I yeah. See, I'm like, <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, Richie Aprile was the voice of Homer Simpson. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, uh, <laughs> oh that would be great. <laughs> well, like, no. Do you think Jackie Jr. is smart enough to know to? see through the sort of like lawyer-esque you know tony's like i know you think i did it of course i didn't you know right. yeah it's like well yeah his fucking sister did <laughs> right. you know and and even yeah. if if a mob boss told me that like i didn't kill your dad i'd be like yeah you probably had a, a goon do it you yeah, know it's, exactly. it's so like letter of the law true like right. i didn't the trigger You're like yeah i didn't think you did but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but i i guess jackie jr uh was never proven to be the smartest uh smartest of the bunch no. so, so I, I i buy that he's like easily manipulated by tony who of course is is a little more cunning of <laughs> and manipulative great of, liar of a, yeah exactly yeah. So, yeah. uh everybody knows this <laughs> um but yeah ultimately it, it, the irony is that you know tony wants jackie jr to go straight he tells chris explicitly like hey make sure this kid's not getting involved and then chris is so fucking pressed by paulie that he ends up hitting this fucking jewel concert 
like uh, it's uh, it's so absurd. It's it's a great way to like force him to actually have to do that job, like because it's so beneath him at this point. But right. he's like, it's so desperate for money. It's so perfect, I dude. Love- the, the fucking scream mask. And they're like dressed in like like how they think like college kids dress with like the yeah, say, shirts like wrapped around their waist and shit like fucking yeah. any better. Yeah, because they probably what like how how old is Moltisante in that episode? He's you know he probably was Pushing like 40, college maybe. age like ten years before like yeah. right. like ninety three ninety four yeah like yeah totally dressed like grungy <laughs> like yeah like like oh yeah it's like you're going to a Pearl Jam concert like, yeah. it'd be like us dress yeah. trying to dress like college kids now like right yeah. My um, my shirt that just says Zoomer on it, <laughs> put the name of your generation on the shirt. Uh, Jackie Junior, uh, of course, pisses himself as yeah. as just the wheelman. So that's that's the life he's he's trying to it's, dive into. It, is it me? Like when I first saw this, like I, I like I think like he Jason Serbone acts it kind of weird because it it's hard to tell at first if he's uh, coming, like if he's turned yes. on by the like the tension or if he's glad i'm glad that i got to rewatch this because i what you know in in this covid rewatch that i did before i came away from this episode thinking that he was jerking off in the car and then he was just like so nervous that he was like jerking off in the car and then was like hiding it i i didn't realize that he and i didn't rewind it i have no time to go back and watch his replays yeah yeah. so uh, I, uh, I I never picked up on that, and I'm usually quite attuned to who's jerking off when. But that's, true. Uh, <laughs> that's very but true. I always I always just assumed he was he was pissing his pants. I but thought I he was I thought he was jerking off too. I really yeah. did because I thought he was I'm like getting getting turned on by the but you know and like we get that and we get the insert the of like his like crotch and stuff like it's just yeah. kind of uh, it's kind of weird <laughs> like do we need the insert of that like that's, that's to not how you guys look like, when when you guys need to pee really bad. It's like, oh, he, he like, did we not know like it was that's where it was all happening? Did we think like maybe I, he had a stomach ache and we had to see his dick? Like, it, I think it feels as though it was like written in the script, like, yeah, yeah. Jackie Jr. has to pee. Uh, and <laughs> then it's like they go to shoot it, not thinking that this is going to be a hard thing to show. And then it's like, oh, what is the action? that we show in these frames to show that he has to pee. Like what? It's such an internal thing. There's not a lot of like outward indicator for it. I guess right? that's so true. They, they like, they show him like tapping his dick. Rubbing like his he's dick. trying to put out yeah. a brush fire. You're like, what do you, that's not what you do. You just, you just right. hold it. You, right. you know, if he's a little kid, you, you show him squirming, but like, you know what? Don't do that. I, I think yeah. this is our, this is the new like theory that our podcast has to push is Jackie Jr. Beat off outside the jewel concert. Uh, yeah. Because nobody's uh, talking about yeah. it, guys, and I think come, it needs to be said. Come to Dubs. <laughs> oh, come like C U M C U M to Dubs. C U M. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I knew it. I always knew there. it. You counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving. Oh, my own, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want to eat. Gabagool. Some fresh fish. Some nice bacala. And your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Mmm. 
Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off your delivery and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Um, and then so, so about every other season, we get a good flashback to uh, Tony's childhood. Uh, and this one doesn't disappoint with uh, Mr. Satriali's pinky getting chopped off, mm-hmm. which uh, would have been great if they were able to cast the original uh, little kid who played Tony in the flashbacks in season one. I love that uh, shot of, the, of him in the car and, the, and like the... Like, it feels yeah. it feels in the games on in the car it feels like fall like fall in in oh yeah you yes. know a, a suburb yeah. uh a New York on the pumpkin. suburb but yeah it <laughs> yeah it's a great shot it's a great shot I mean, the yeah I mean, the game yeah. is uh it's usc uh university of southern california versus notre dame uh which usc is also then the game the uh team that christopher thought he need, like lost all the money on the oh, spread oh, oh shit, yeah man. Yes. hey Yes. Nice. Look at that. This is why we have Mike still on the podcast. That's right. Because I mean, I got your college football right here, <laughs> Mister College Football, Mike Still. Yeah. <laughs> Although really I, <laughs> I did not pick up that. Uh, that was I didn't realize that was actually Mister Satriali. I, I just thought it was a random. Right. Uh, that, I yeah. For whatever reason. Am I wrong? Which then like no, brings a whole it darker is. meaning to the. Because he goes, we love Mr. Cetriel. He's a lovely man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just had to cut off his pinky because he owed us a shit ton of money. And uh, <laughs> now we get free me forever. So how how that the actor that plays uh, Tony's dad, uh, Johnny, right? Yeah, Johnny, yeah. So Johnny Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Boy. It's He's so good at capturing kind of like that 1950s, 1960s vibe. And I can't tell yeah. if that's like. Is it is that like what you know? Film choices have made us think the sixty, like how people are in right. the '60s, or was that, or was that? But really whatever it is, it just feels very on point. It's they, just so nice. Yeah, I like agree. That era. I agree. They nailed it, and that that actor nailed it. It's actually going to yeah, be yeah. interesting uh, yeah. to watch. Um, like someone else playing that part, uh, right? Uh, God, what's his name uh, from The Walking Dead? Yeah, um, uh, Norman Reedus, John, um, <laughs> not Norman Reedus, John Berenthal, John Berenthal, John Berenthal yeah. playing yeah. Johnny Boy Soprano in the prequel. Oh, uh, yeah, I uh, and, and I, I love the guy who they have in the series, but obviously he's too old to, to you know redo this part. But, John uh, Berenthal is um, very short, he's shorter than me, really, what? which is interesting. No one really knows that. Yeah, the guy's fucking short. <laughs> That's kind of shocking. I didn't know. That. I didn't know. Anyone's I, I best saw him. Secret. I saw him in Venice. I was like, "This motherfucker's five four wow. It was like, it was, it was, like "I was Tom shocked." Cruise. Where were you in Venice? What were you doing in Venice? Uh, oh yeah, I was at brunch. I was eating some in brunch. I don't even know why we were there. Um, oh wow, this was a long right, time uh, ago. All right, go ahead. So move us along. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. So so basically, this all like ties back into. I think 20, I had like, eggs, and then Ashley, oh, my wife, had chicken eggs. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was it was ten in the morning. I was drinking a Colt 45 Tall Boy, eating <laughs> a, a huge bag of rib roast. 
I was down at Muscle Beach eating snacks and drinking Colt 45. <laughs> you know what I usually do all the time. Saturday morning. <laughs> right. Saturday. Um, but so this this was all to to make the connection in 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 therapy that uh, that Tony has with me and his parents' sexuality and his current day uh, panic attacks. Are you guys are you guys buying this? Like, first of all, do you, like within the world of Sopranos, are you are you buying that Tony is having panic attacks when he is like around certain cuts of meat? Because that seems to be what they're what they're saying here. I, I well, I I mean, the whole show is so much. The the first time I watched it, I had not you know done therapy or had a counselor or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And now I've had thousands, <laughs> and um. Yeah. It's been it's very interesting watching like just picking up on all of this sort of like uh, theory, the the theory of the therapy, the actual sort of like practice of the therapy. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I think what's interesting about this episode is that one, it's the first time that we really, really don't delve into like how the mom has affected Tony's current behavior, how, how Tony's mom has an effect right. behavior. Uh, but we're like looking at the dad. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, right. In terms of the meat, like um, uh, there's a there's a moment where Melfi says, "Hey, panic attacks right now." The the current science says it's a three prong approach with a medicine to to stop the depression, uh, uh, psychoanalysis, and cognitive behavioral theory. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. People like no offense to psychoanalysis, but it really got to kind of sneak in there with like two other really effective things. No offense. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. um, and what I think is very interesting is that uh, uh, we see at the very end AJ faint, mm -hmm. right? Yep. From you know, showing that it's yeah we can psychoanalyze things, but really there, it's a very f physical. A, a genetic thing that's happening. It's a hereditary thing, right? Right. It's right, a hereditary right. thing. Because we've also right? heard about uh, Johnny Boy himself having panic attacks. Hesh, uh, I yeah, think, Hesh in an earlier says, season right. mentioned that right. uh, that Johnny Boy passed out and hit his head on a on a cigarette machine. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they, yeah. they used to call call him not his spells, but little fits or or whatever. Right, like right, this right. is something that's in the Soprano blood. That's in the genes. I, yeah, I, I will so, say so the, the, that it's the meat. I mean, I was oh, yeah, real yeah. quick. I, no, no, he's no. just eating so much meat this episode that like <laughs> that's like saying like you know it's the whole statistical uh, Simpson or what I forget. It doesn't matter what it's called uh, uh, in statistics where you're like ice cream you know goes up when drownings go up and they're but they're not they're core they're not right, correlated they're not. They're, or they're correlated not uh, causal right you know right. yeah he's, exactly. he's or not cor he's always eating meat basically so it's always right. going to seem odds like odds are around. Like, but like how often is tony soprano not around any cut of meat like he's going to be around some meat when no, he's no, no, but meat. it's but i will say but it, it's it's specifically the satrials meat because it happens it's the gabagool point, yeah. the same gabagool is um that's was delivered to Livia's was delivered to his house because you right. can tell it's the same exact writing that says mm -hmm. Gabagool on it. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I, it, it's Satrials more than it is um, actual meat. It's right. the delivery. The Satrials. I do. I do think there are like certain like subliminal triggers that, that people may have that, you know, but I don't know that, you know, Melfi ultimately says like realizing these like underlying causes of your panic attacks can help you better prepare for pre prepare yourself for them and avoid them. Um, but I don't know how much this realization really does for Tony uh, right, in, the, in right. the grand scheme of things. Um, it's, it's so fascinating. I, I you know, um, I, 
it, I, I like that it starts out where Tony's just like, I'm paying you this better. We better get something big soon. It's got to pay off soon. Yeah. And that's not really how therapy works. Right. Like it, it's, right. It, it's, you know, the self-analysis is not a, a thing that necessarily has tons of eureka moments where everything just like is fixed. Right. right? <laughs> like maybe many ones or whatever. Um, but like knowing that like he is getting triggered by these memories of his father, that's probably the more, important thing whether or not it's the meat again that's right, very right. specifically freudian psychoanalysis which is a <laughs> right. thing that we have pretty much moved beyond uh in terms of uh of mental health and wellness and talk therapy it's not right. necessarily how it again gets into the magical thinking of symbols uh which is very interesting if you're writing a novel might not be <laughs> the best way to figure out your own mind no offense to the jungians out there right uh yeah well no actually that's an interesting connection you just made like with these like symbols and these magical ways of thinking like freudian uh way like theories are they really based in science any much more than and i could be wrong uh you know having to have a sword on the table when you get made for it to mean something you know what i mean it's all just sort of like conjecture and everybody's just doing their best to to figure out what the fuck life is and nobody's really got a firm grasp on any of it so yeah i mean yeah. The, what was so uh, revolutionary about freud was the idea that there like that maybe there are parts of the mind that can be analyzed like that that's the revolution right, right. and that's you know that, that's the direction you want to be going in when you're trying to figure out the human brain uh what what like specifically uh it, should we still use his method probably not at this point i <laughs> right. would say yeah, yeah. Right? right yeah because uh, it does it does delve into a lot of magical thinking um, sure. and yeah. he was on a lot of cocaine much like many of our <laughs> yeah. gangsters and yeah. a lot of opium oh, yeah. a lot of yeah yeah i mean uh, in the 19th century we should be yeah. doing more cocaine cocaine yeah for sure <laughs> that's that's what i'd say yeah, yeah. too spells yeah yeah um, looking at my quarantine body i definitely need to like just be shoving cocaine into my <laughs> already taxed heart <laughs> let's do some cocaine man yeah um, disregard what paulie says in this episode to oh, chris right, right, right. and do lots of cocaine um, <laughs> but yeah so let's let's just like to round things out here let's talk about aj's sort of like story this episode because because maybe it all this season really uh focuses on aj as a son um and, and this is a like a integral episode to that sort of story arc here we see him like go up to columbia uh and visit meadow when karm goes up there and he's just like overwhelmed by um the diversity and like how intelligent other people seem to be you know compared to him through his eyes like he's intimidated um and, and ultimately like he at, at word that he's going to have more responsibility and be made defensive captain at the end of the episode that's what causes him to have his first panic attack that we've seen at least so but like i can't really like wrap my head around what they're trying to say with this specific episode with aj like is it well, that I, good I, I remember like in the previous season um and and it's brought up at dinner in this episode that aj says like i'm, I'm gonna go to uh west point or harvard and tony's <laughs> yeah. like you might read about them, uh, but you're not going to be <laughs> going there. Yeah. And Tony completely forgets that. And it's like stayed with AJ. He's like, I'm not good enough to go to college, basically. Like, it's like the start of like something that he's going to have to talk about in therapy down the road. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Any other thoughts on that? 
No. No, we good. All right, let's. Uh, let's... I, I think I, I would say okay. that like AJ is kind of the, uh, you know, to use a big Lebowski reference, he really is the rug that ties the whole series together. Um, I, I the, the, his character is so unassuming um, for so long, right? Mm -hmm. And um, uh, he and Meadow both, I, I just they, they're such so, they're such well written children. Um, and you know the show is so much about like the children of what 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 do you do for the situation you're born into you know Tony right. and, and Janice and then whatever the other sister's name they're they're born into a you know a parent a father that's incredibly violent and uh, probably a, lies a lot uh, and a mom who has you know really intense borderline personality disorder so that so what do you get you get a son who's just like a very uh, violent and not uh, 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 you know. He, he, he has rage problems, he has stress problems, yep. can't deal with it. And you have a daughter who also does a lot of borderline uh, 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 activity that, uh, you know, high risk behavior falls in love very fast. She always is like way into a relationship really fast, That's true. Uh, but then is very controlling yep. uh, and never happy, right? So, uh, so AJ for me is the sort of like, he, he's the... I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm keep picturing the meat. He's like the bread that's like catching all the drippings, right? Like, so he, he's, uh, uh, I, love <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know, he's, he, we, we see him, we see these parents uh, keep talking about how much they want to like raise their kids and, and do better by them. And they just don't, they keep failing AJ, both, both, uh, uh, both Tony and Carmela fail AJ. They fail him over and over and over again. 100%. Um, yep. in, until the, you know, until at least we see when when he attempts suicide that that Tony's able to at least you know and that, that for me that was like the the most emotional moment of the whole series when he's holding his son and he's Agreed, like man. bringing him back to life it's like yep. at least yep. you can physically help him there mm -hmm. um and, and i just think aj in this this uh, episode he's he's so he's just so unassuming most of the time he's yeah. just really just like i'm here oh what did dad say about your boyfriend <laughs> right and he's like oh right. i know what he said you know it's just so <laughs> yeah. unassuming right, right? He, he it's true it's kind of like he's this blank slate and he's sort of just observing and absorbing like everything that he's that his parents are are displaying for him and that's kind of what you are at that age right like i think oh, yeah. Yeah. robert Eiler gets when, shit on a lot but like especially when you're a younger sibling too like i might i obviously uh my family differs immensely from the sopranos but we had a very similar um, like power dynamic, dynamic in our yeah. in our in our household, older and I, I had an older sister who went to Yale, and um, and I was very much like the AJ like character, like just kind of like the young guy who was yeah, yeah. catching the drippings yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. catching the drippings. And we see, and they both like they they do the sort of you know the meadow is is like the perfect is the uh really good kid you know or the what what do they call it like the prized child or whatever and mm, right. you see that tony's dad uh, johnny boy's doing that uh with janice as well like he's always you know taking her out to stuff and yeah tony's just like doing really cool uh <laughs> I, I thought there's a great line that Artie buco says when he comes over to uh that the table and he's just like ah these pet these and he, he it's, it's just some wonderful hand acting oh there. my god oh, always, always. dude yeah. that, that little like uh, that scene he is doing so much of the hand gestures he's doing this he does this oh. and he, he says that you know ah these kids we, we create such a good life for them you can't get them to leave but you know what at least we're we're closer to them than our parents were to us <laughs> right so and that, like that's a good thing but maybe it's not so much after this maybe. fucking episode right so right that's right 
that's a line. That's that's why the series is so good to rewatch because I never thought two things about that that one line by Artie, that throw off line, and and that sort of like sums it up, right? Like, okay, yeah, you you've done pretty well for your kids. You're able to take care of them monetarily, you know, feed them, give them anything they need, but at what price? By keeping them this close, right? Like, yeah, that's, yep. that's like. Like AJ, even after he, you know, he, he doesn't care even that much that he did well in the football game. He's like, I don't know, dad, do you want to play it? He goes, do you want to play Nintendo with me? And he's like, and Tony's like, I should throw it out the window. Yeah. You know? Uh, and, and it's like, he's at, he's inviting you into his world, Tony. Let me go play fucking Nintendo 64 with your kid. <laughs> Tony's yeah. like, hey, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather go eat hot dogs. Shove hot dogs in my <laughs> yeah, face. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Stewart's yeah. is great. I I would go to Stewart's all the time when I lived in North Jersey for a brief brief period Damn. of time. See, when I first saw this, I was like, I only knew of the root beer. I had no clue that uh, Yeah, the root beer is there. So it was like A and so it was like A and W. It was like A and W, yeah. They're all yeah. they're all over Jersey. Oh. Right. Yeah. Me and Clemens uh, would go all the time. Shit, all right. Yeah, so that's uh so do we want to get into our next segment? Um, yeah, well, is there anything else that we want to say? Um, I guess not. Great app. They set up so Great much app. shit in this oh, app. Oh, sure. I mean, it really is. Really it's like, it's, it's sort of more or less oh, like... P- Pia Costa. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about Pia Costa. <laughs> Dude, how can we not touch on Pia Costa? Pia Costa alert, man. Yeah. Mike, Pia Costa. inspired my hair. Yeah, Pia Costa. Professor Polly looking like Pia Costa hard these days. Pia Costa is the is the dad that he's in the stands with um, when he's watching the when he oh, does yeah, like a slow mo shot. Yeah, he's in the first season and he like sees him at like a, a gardening store or yeah. um and yeah. he's like yeah. he's like oh yeah Tony we should we should get together or like or Tony's like we should get together and he's like I don't even know if these kids are still close anymore. Yeah, it's when when AJ had a beef with his son. Yeah, over right. like the shirt that got ripped in, in oh, yeah. like some middle school fight and yep. he knows that like his son is beefing with aj soprano and he's like trying to get the fuck out of there as soon as possible at the gardening store like to avoid tony because he doesn't know if tony and tony's holding an axe the whole time <laughs> right we we just love the guy i mean i think we he's just him. he just has a funny by, look by by the look. way yeah. um I, I i think we've looked him up before but i looked him up again uh on imdb he was he was in these two episodes, he's in two episodes of Law and Order where he plays different people like you do. Uh, oh, really? In York, like in the late 90s, early 2000s. And he was in an episode oh, yeah. of Old SVU. Name. And he was in some movie called No Exit, which Vinnie Pastor and uh, Arthur Nascarella, who plays um, Carlo, oh. are all, yeah. also in. Can't no seem to exit. find it, but... Is it like a... It's not like a version of a Sartre play, is it? Or <laughs> no, violent look at East Harlem Italian mafia opens with the kidnapping, torture, and killing of a rival gang member, and moves forward along a brutal course in its examination of two gang members as they get involved in a messed up drug deal. A messed we up have drug to... deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. Like the like the little blurb here is just describing the entire plot of the movie. It seems like, but. <laughs> <laughs> I can't seem it to find where definitely... you can watch it. You can't stream it, but it was produced no, by a company. <laughs> not on Netflix. Okay. okay. We're giving uh, all this money to Prince Harry. We can't get no exit on there. A brutal story of a mob killing. Come on, Netflix. 
Netflix, Give money please. to the Obamas, but not uh, to no exit? Yeah. Look, you'll, you'll get four but, plays out of this movie. Uh, I guarantee it. It was... It was it was distributed by a company called Showcase Entertainment, which is based in Calabasas. And Ooh. there is an email address, Linda at showcaseentertainment.com. We have to email her and yeah, ask we to buy a copy, right? Like Dude, you went down the rabbit oh hole God. on that one. <laughs> yeah, I need any, to see any, any production companies that are based out of Calabasas. Yeah, yeah, Dude, uh, this was th- th- this production was definitely not a front for money money laundering. <laughs> well, what was the name of the production not. company again? Showcase Entertainment. Oh, I mean, it sounds yeah. like a porn I've, company. I've had an audition at Showcase Entertainment before. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I had to drive out. Calabasas. Your pants on for that audition? Yeah, they're on like a mountain in Calabasas. It's like this weird, uh, just weird no. shack on the top of a hill. Yeah, no, yeah. I've been there. I've been there a lot of times. I go in all the time. I hate it. Really? <laughs> Feudy's busting out so. the research as if this was a true crime podcast. Dude, I'm just, but, uh, this is the last we see of Pia Costa. I wanted to really, truly <laughs> shut him out. You really got to milk Wait. it. Um, okay, him, what's next? Bless him. Um, Johnny the Nut? <laughs> oh, should we go right into Johnny the Nut? I think so. Did you guys what's get that, that email? <laughs> I did. Um, yep. <laughs> All right, Mike. So this is uh, this is where we have a friend of the pod named Johnny the Nut Sacapino uh, come, and, and he has provided erotic fanfic uh, for us to read aloud. Yeah. Yep. Hey, uh, hey. If it looks like I'm peeing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Uh, Dave, why don't you read um, Svetlana? Great. Mike, you can read Janice. Um, Gullius, you can do, you can do guy at the end. Okay, guy at the end. I love that. Uh, just, yeah, you'll uh, see yeah. what you'll see what it is. Okay. Did you send me an email? I I believe I did. Did Joe Spellman, Johnny the Nut? <laughs> no, no, no. This under, is... it was so for some reason it was not under important emails <laughs> it was under That's it was under said. everything else it went immediately to the trash can it went immediately <laughs> yeah. to be deleted it was like it was like we think this is spam but i guess we'll put it in like the second level of stuff just because it's, like e- it's like a Joe, so. it's, it's a virtual spam? version of most of johnny the nuts uh pitches <laughs> just goes as, immediately to the trash can <laughs> yeah okay are we ready do we have it I'm, open I'm up ready yeah and I'm Janice. <laughs> You're Janice. Um, okay, I'll read the stage. Uh, as Johnny the Nut, you know, I'll read the stage. Okay, Johnny the Nut is fucking that leg. <laughs> Janice is standing in the living room holding Svetlana's leg. She's waving it around. You want your fucking leg, you ruski bitch? Yeah, I think so. Well, come grab it from me, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Okay, I'll try. Svetlana lunges for the leg and winds up falling into Janice's arms. Wow, you smell good. Yeah? How good do I smell, bitch? You smell like really good borscht. Yeah? How about you lick my pussy for this leg? I my windows are wide open, by the way. <laughs> Family good. neighborhood. Oh, Perfect. Cool, good. Ah, uh, I can do that. Svetlana performs exceptional conolingus on Janice. She is nutting hard. Oh, Svetlana, I can feel the vodka coursing through my bloodstream. Are you Woody Allen? <laughs> it is oozing 
off of your tongue and into my vagina. Yes, I drink large vodka every day. Jesus Christ, I can't help but want to shove something inside me. Take my leg. Svetlana Lana rams her leg into Janice's tight box. Oh, yeah. I want some action, too. Svetlana takes the leg and rams it into herself. They're going ass to ass on the leg dildo. <laughs> ass to ass. That character's guy from the rock room for a dream. Uh, yeah. yeah, guy from rock room for a dream. Guy from another movie comes in. Johnny the Nut. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what I was thinking. Ass to ass. The nut and the guy from Requiem from a Dream are in the kitchen jerking off to these two going ham on this leg dildo. Why don't you guys join us? And so we did. I'll tell you what, that dildo of a leg sure comes in handy. <laughs> I love that. Well, the the giant the nut uh, line had to be written, but giant the nut also is reading the stage directions. <laughs> Apparently, like yeah, the narr- the narrator is just Johnny the nut. Yeah, or not even the narrator, just the stage director. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm just keeping you guys on your toes, you know. And this script can anything can happen. Another masterpiece. Sure. We and, knew Johnny and, Nutt was coming in at the end. I mean, this is his. this is that's a right. fan favorite segment. I just want you, you know. <laughs> Just it want is. you to be aware of that, Mike. It was the, the at a fans time. are clamoring it, it, for it all the it time. It has been I'm requested, and we that haven't I can do done my it. Janice impression. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It's great. It sounded like very Woody Allen at, at one point. Very nebbishy Janice. I lo- yeah. Very nebbishy Janice. <laughs> Janice. Cool. Cool. Um, cool. cool. Uh, all right. Well, I'll get back to uh, writing more. Thank you, Johnny the Nut. Right. That thank was you, Johnny the Nut, for coming on. Fantastic. Eventually, we're gonna like piece every like little scene that we have of a fanfic and and we'll just make a full film out of it yeah um, yeah but, yeah they're available the, he i'll release them as a as a collection you oh great buy two cds on like two, uh, two box set oh the wait is finally over football is back you might not be at a game this year but you can still be in on the action at bet online Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Chasing it, baby, chasing it. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses don't forget to use promo code bluewire at betonline.ag that's bluewire all one word betonline your online sportsbook experts you guys should we do fucking internet i mean we're I we're, we should well right. where'd spells where spells go we need spells back oh, oh hey spells. i'm back come on back man oh wow oh, you just, oh, you missed, just missed johnny, johnny the, the nut, nut again oh, you always just miss him how was he him uh not good not good <laughs> not really yeah bad, he never no. he, he never seems to be yeah he's uh he's twisted dude <laughs> <laughs> always makes me a little uncomfortable i don't know what it is yeah yeah he has uh, a really good understanding of female anatomy <laughs> that he does yes. that he does i know that yeah all right. It's like a so, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. This is right. fucking internet. 
uh, part of our show where we look what people are saying currently on the internet uh, about The Sopranos from Reddit or Twitter, and that's about it at this point. Um, this one from Reddit user Simomi with two eyes on the end, Ooh. Chrissy in Fortunate Son. I find it hard to believe that Chrissy would struggle so much to pay 2K. I mean, this is the guy who rented a studio for 300 bucks an hour for three days when he was just an associate without breaking a sweat, bought a Lexus and a Mercedes, etc. Could he really be that broke? What do you guys think? Uh, no, I don't think he's well, broke. He just doesn't want to give him that money. He just doesn't want to give that much money, yeah. And also, is it 6K, yeah. right? Or is it's it just 2K? It's a, so 2K. so he, he came up short 2K. Right. He struggled to get that. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, I, I, here's the thing. I think he he might be that broke. I don't think uh, these guys yeah. have like their like, like robust savings accounts. I don't think they have delay of gratification where they can be like, oh, I really need to put some money away for the future. I think they're just fucking spending it. Uh, as and soon it's as probably true. It. He he probably wouldn't have beating up that junkie if he had the money that poor junkie's like i'm not using anymore he's yeah. like i want to like, i don't, don't want to sell drugs i'm not using i don't care yeah. if you're fucking clean dude give me my fucking 300 dollars go fuck <laughs> i mean and but and that's it's um it, we, we got to see in the uh making ceremony that you know uh the pension benefits of being in the mafia which is that you know, no matter what something happens to you we take care of you something happens you know, we take care of uh, uh, your wife, uh, uh, like, and we see how that just plays out that these are like unfunded pensions for like the rest yeah. of the show. Yeah, what's, like yeah. no one, it's like so much that everyone's making these big promises about like caring for you, but they just don't have the business that they need to, right? Like they're yeah. doing sports booking. Like yes. how much can you make doing that? You know? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, case in point, like look at Pauly. Like, does anybody look yeah. like more of a fucking schmo than him sleeping on the cot in the back of the like satrials, like brushing his teeth? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? And like, we see, and we see his house. Like, he's like fucking. I mean, I, I part part of it is that like you're trying not to alert the authorities that you are sitting on a bunch of money, but sure. but also like yeah, like he he doesn't have a house like Tony does, like not even close. Right. Yeah, he lives in like an apartment building, right? Like, yeah. It looks like yeah. a condo or something. Or, yeah. yeah, some condo. Yeah. Yeah. These these guys, like, for all the the stress and the fucking horrible shit they do to make their money, like, they're not living lavish lifestyles. It's kind of like, yeah. why don't you just, like, get a regular salary job and not deal with the stress of having to kill somebody, you know? Or, but, hey. Well, hey. I mean, he just and, got killed by Wobistics. That's all. Wobistics yeah. <laughs> didn't pan out. They they mentioned uh, when when Tony's dad is talking to him in the flashback, and he's like, "Never gamble, never right. gamble." Yep. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised that they didn't bring that back up when they all of a sudden gave Tony a gambling problem out of nowhere in the end of yeah. season six. Which is, which is they, to least, this day is my least favorite like plot point of the yeah. whole series. I think a lot of people have a great so with that storyline. It's so forced, but I mean, like he. I guess, like my I, my the feeling I always got from Tony is that he just didn't have that much money. You know, he's putting it back out in the uh, the, right. the 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 gardening thing out back, and mm -hmm. you know, it, I guess <laughs> right. it just wasn't as compelling to be like, oh, he just has not been a good financial planner, right? You know, but yeah, it was just I, I don't understand why they just gave Tony a gambling problem uh, yeah. because I always thought even from this episode it seemed like that was one of the reasons that Tony wouldn't gamble he, he always like, shits was, like, on so people formative. who gamble he's always like mm -hmm. you know putting yep. himself above and then suddenly in the final season 
he's got this addiction and it just didn't ring true. And I think a lot of people have, have take issue with that, that one episode. A little, a little too contrived. Yeah. 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 Um, he's this... a glutton, but he's not a, um, <laughs> that's right. But not uh, yeah, gambler. Yeah. Uh, this one from user Nouveau Riche on Reddit. This was a, a much Anthony. discussed topic uh, on the Sopranos Reddit this week. Uh, people rag on AJ because he's so whiny and annoying, but AJ is just Tony without people having to respect him out of fear. What do you guys think? Uh, Tony didn't have his status. <laughs> would, would he be? Would he be more similar to AJ uh, than not? AJ does get respect eventually. Like he's pouring fucking uh, acid on kids' feet and stuff. Like eventually, like true. true. Uh, He's just a fucking kid at this point. And he does get the respect. Like, the whole Pia Costa, like, fucking first episode is, like, um, everyone's terrified of him because of his dad. But everyone was, uh, is terrified of Tony because of who his dad was, right? right. Like, yeah. I mean, that's been passed down. Yeah. I don't do know. You think that, um, do you think AJ got that position on the football team because he was the fortunate son? Is that... Probably, you know, because everyone knows Tony Soprano. Could be. And he's there and Tony and was cheering. A, and... and Tony was a heralded football player in his day when he was his age. So right, yeah, yeah. They... Couldn't couldn't hurt to have like a dad in the bleachers who uh, has some money and could maybe you know fork some over for whatever the fuck the team needs. You know. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, they're the coach is aware that like oh this mob boss and there's FBI guys there, you know, and yeah. right, yeah. totally. Um, yeah, no, I mean, whether AJ is exactly Tony just without the respect, I, I mean, I have to disagree. Like, you know, even probably back in the day when Tony was AJ's age, I, I think he probably was a little more ambitious. was a little more like inquisitive about the world and how things work. I mean, especially the mob stuff. Like, I think he, I mean, we even see it with Tony is constantly trying to learn. And a lot of the times, you know, he even takes like lessons from therapy and implements them in his mob life. And I can right. never see AJ doing something like that. No, you know. Also, like, um, re- like remember when like Carmela describes like Tony when they were young, how fun he was and awesome. Right. Like right. AJ's not that way. AJ, like, like especially like uh, in the later seasons, AJ is like comatose basically. Like you right. know, like it, like his, like his girlfriend leaves him because like he's obviously like not a good companion. Right. Like yeah, he's Tony like a, at that age was supposed to be like the life of the party, you know, like, so, and, and, yeah, and I, like, and Tony's so much smarter than him. Like, come on, like, come on. Yeah. I, I, I always feel like with AJ, he's just like a plant that was not watered or fed or anything. You know I mean? It's just <laughs> it's like, true. like no one cared for him. Like they, no one yeah. really, no one yeah. did. They're like yeah. he's immediately, there's all these expectations, but then they only come in when it's like, convenient to talk to aj and yell at him about stuff it's like why didn't you do this and his his answers are never you know he's always just like well i didn't i didn't know or i, I don't know yeah. right like right right it's right. there it's it's tony and carmela's job to raise him like it's not his job to be a, a great fully formed person so i do i do think that like tony is very different than aj they're like very different like personality types Inherent, right like yeah. I, I think that like yeah. meadow really follow, it has much more of the tony personality uh agreed aj i mean yeah. honestly kind of takes after his grandmother he's kind of like quiet and sullen a little bit and, mm-hmm. you know i don't know if he has borderline metal. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do we get we get the coal chamber sweatshirt and the slipknot windbreaker? Oh, the slipknot episode. windbreaker Dude. is like so, <laughs> so dope. So good. So good. <laughs> I need Mike. Uh, do you know Do you know of this um, Instagram account? A- AJ's new metal shirts. No, it's, no. <laughs> it's incredible. It's just like it's just like screenshots of him wearing all of his like metal band like gear. Oh, that's great. There's that's a great. lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this had that. This had Gabagool. There's a Twitter account that uh, lists the amount of times Gabagool is said. Oh, it's great. I'm so glad Gabagool was said today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is a two episode run. A lot of Gabagool. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Gabagool. What is, Ga- is Gabagool? I mean, obviously, it's a lunch meat, but is it a spicy lunch meat or is it a. No, no it's not spicy. It's it's, uh... it's a bunch of chemicals. It's yeah, delicious. It's just, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's wonderful. Fat, nitrates fat and and nitrates. Yeah. A lot of nitrates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah fat nitrates. Stuff we make gunpowder out of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Where's that niter? That's different. <laughs> Playing a lot of civilization six. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's let's. I'll I'll wrap it up because we covered a lot uh, from fucking internet in our episode discussion with this one from user four twenty five. Not a question, but a tribute to Drew. Do you guys know who Drew is? I'll tell you. We see Drew in Provilovushka living with Jan and wearing the same fast food uniform. <laughs> then we find out, unfortunate son, that this kid can go all night. All it is night. Only oh, 19. Drew! Yes, yes. Duh, of course, we Drew. Said, yeah, last episode we said we'd never hear from him again or about him, and he is mentioned. 425 yeah. says, I gotta give it up to the kid. Fucking woman like Jan, the sister of a mob boss, and let's be frank, quite a few handfuls in multiple ways. The kid may have sounded like he was 15, but he carried it like a grizzled 40-year-old ex-con. I salute this one-episode character. That's great. Uh, amazing. That's excellent. That's true, man. Like, Drew, like when we get to see that brief glimpse of Janice in Seattle, <laughs> you're oh, like, Drew. is that her son like you're like what is that and you're like oh it's your boyfriend at least yeah. say, oh at, gross at least they gave it closure you know at least they like yeah yeah at well, least did they because because she was like how he he called the how he called tony's house looking for her <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then she's like she's like oh how'd he sound and that's it and that's like never addressed again now she's like full-blown i'm stealing a russian woman's leg and this is my this is like i'm going full forward in the uh, I mean, he, I mean, you come can't on. Feel, you can't he, feel bad for the kid. He he dodged uh, probably getting killed or like his life being ruined. So no, nah, dude, yeah. he, he could have brought him. He, he couldn't handle. Burner, he couldn't handle Janice. He really couldn't. You know, no, no. He she wasn't. Yeah. She knew. She knew she wasn't going to be with him for a long time. She was just going to yeah. use him. She was just yeah. going to chew him up and spit him out. You know. Yeah. I mean, she <laughs> yeah. more or less yeah. did. Yeah. She more or less did. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, a, he's lucky he's, he didn't get a gunshot to the chest. <laughs> you can, you just imagine at like El Pollo Loco or wherever the fuck they're supposed to be working, like be, people that like like a couple weeks later just like, hey man, you, Drew, do you know where Janice went? Like, hey, what's going on, Drew? Like, Dude, you, I, I don't know, man. You fucked her. You Dude, fucked her. In a week. Dating. Marry <laughs> her on Tuesday. Really, uh, dude? Yeah, I mean, he's okay. Like, I. I I got the Rolling Stones tattoo on my chest too. <laughs> I love that tattoo is the best character specific of like. Oh all yeah, time. fantastic! It's so good. It's, it's so just good. so perfectly lame. 
<laughs> it's just always so heavily featured too. No matter what she's wearing, you, it's like so seen so often. Like, yeah. yeah, it's great. Like never forget the corporate logo of the Rolling Stones. <laughs> it's like getting like a Weezer W like on your like ass, like <laughs> small of your back. Uh, that's all I got for fucking internet. So. Ah, uh, excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, right up, guys. Mike. Thank you so much for coming on. This was uh, too fun. We could have gone for much longer. Thank, uh, thank you for uh, bringing me into this great episode. It really, oh, I love that it, it didn't end with the song, Fortunate Song. It, it ends with like a song, an old song about giving, getting money. Yeah. That's right. right. Paid. And, uh, good I, shake out. and I'm not wrong, right? Like that, like Fortunate Son does appear in the series, does it not? I don't know. Uh, the scene in Vietnam when they're <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. flying Uncle, on the yeah, chopper. Uncle June's yeah. fighting in Vietnam. Yeah, he's like, uh, well, yeah, "Welcome to the platoon, boy." <laughs> you know what I mean? Throw a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike, thank you so much. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? Absolutely uh, no, nothing. I got nothing to uh, uh, plug. Perfect. Um, Perfect. I Perfect. Hope, you know, I hope uh, I hope Hollywood doesn't die. <laughs> Perfect. I plug me. I plug content in general. Yeah. Yep. Just keep watching stuff, guys. Yeah. Just please keep watching stuff. The consumer is um, Christopher's fist, and um, anti Hollywood is Lauren Bacall's face, and just consumers keep consuming (laughs) those movies, those TV shows. Please. Great episode too. Uh, As always, listeners, uh, you can hit us up with any questions, comments, concerns things you like, things you don't like at osopranospod at gmail.com You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at osopranospod Leave us a five-star review even if you hate us as usual Oh! Oh! Oh!